0: Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the
1: latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark.
0: Welcome in, folks, to the Corner Booth podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside one of our rotating carousel of hosts, Mr. Kevin Langley. We are here today. We got NBA Finals Game 2. A little more Lakers trouble. Uh, Pelicans finally coming to their fate with AD. Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike. And we have a lot more, so let's stick around and get rock and roll. Kevin, time for What's On Tap. First off, game two was Sunday night. I was disappointed. It was a great game until about five minutes left in the game.
1: I don't think it was just you. That was disappointed. I think America was disappointed. Which is weird considering So was Canada, mo- probably. Yeah, it's weird though considering that most of America was probably rooting for a Canadian team. I feel a little weird saying that, but I think yeah, I think everyone was disappointed, except people outside the Bay Area, Bay Area, and bandwagon fans.
0: Those are the worst. Um I you know what it y'all don't know. Warriors were up Warriors went on a crazy third quarter surge. Raptors made like thirty-five stops in a row. The Warriors didn't score for like five minutes. And then they were keeping pace with the Warriors. About twenty seconds left. Kawhi hits a Kawhi hits three big three free throws. And they leave Iggy open with about eight, ten seconds, nine seconds left. Iggy hits a dagger three. And essentially iced it. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a really deflating way for that game to end. Um, especially because Toronto now. Clay, see, the other thing we haven't really talked about was, Steph was sick, Clay left injured, Looney was out, and then, like, <laughs> you know, Katie isn't playing, Boogie was gassed, and... Yet the Raptors, because everyone but Kawhi Leonard forgot how to play basketball at, on Sunday night. And this really shows if for some miracle that, I, I mean, maybe more than a miracle, maybe actually a higher chance than that, but that Kawhi stays in Toronto. He did, it is rumored he bought a place in Toronto recently. Like, he I mean, actually bought some real estate up there. Not just a little loft he's been living while he plays up there. Maybe he uh, just likes legal weed and free health care. I mean, here's the thing. They were talking about this because there's only two destinations Kawhi Kawhi's going to: Clippers or the Raptors. I mean, Raptors. And like, oh, he owns uh, he owns real estate in SoCal. Yeah, it's ten minutes. It's like 30 minutes outside of San Diego and an hour and a half away from LA.
1: Also, he um, went to San Diego State, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah, he probably wants to live near his parents and everything else. He's from SoCal. It's, that's not a surprise to me. Like, if I was a millionaire athlete and I, let's say, I was, like, a a point guard for the Timberwolves, I'd have a nice apartment in Minnesota, and then I'd have a mansion somewhere here in the Northeast and probably some nice, like, condo down in Miami. But, like, that's me. But, like, I would probably want someplace near my home, near my friends, near my family. So I get that. Oh, you'd buy a house near me? Oh, yeah. I'd probably buy a house in the vineyard, dude. I'd be living out there from, like, June through, like, NBA training camp. Yeah. I... What I would do is if I were
1: an NBA player, every time my contract was up, like the next season it was going to be up, I would just go to a random
0: city and look at houses <laughs> just to mess with everyone. Oh, my God, dude. If The thing is now, seeing how much people in the media are so, so jumpy about this, and this, the fact that he's, he bought land in Toronto is significant is because – It's, like, one, American citizens have to pay a 15% tax hike to buy property in Canada. In Canada, by the way. Um, Toronto is essentially America North. If there was an American – there's two cities in in Canada that actually are, like, as American as they get, and it's uh, Toronto and Vancouver. Not Montreal? No, Montreal is so freaking, like, Canadian –
1: That's Louisiana North.
0: Yeah, it's so damn French. Um, but the main thing is, looking at how this is all set up, it is it could honestly really be like Kawhi's like, yeah, I'm resigning here because there's 35 million on the table, guaranteed if he stays. But anyway, they need help because Kawhi was busting his ass and they he looks gassed and. The Raptors barely put up a fight. I think, what, game three is tomorrow? Uh, probably. Yeah, if I'm, I think it's every three days they play a game. Which is stupid. I like No, it's great because, like, they need the rest. Like you have these guys, like, gassed. Um, yeah, Wednesday. So, yeah, ra- game five, of course, tomorrow. We, of course, will do an episode Thursday. Uh, it'll be me and David Pr- Prince again, who uh, is coming back. We've, of course, accepted into our uh, merry band of misfits here at the corner booth. Um, by the way, folks, if you have podcasting experience and would like to possibly try out to come work here at Belly Up, of course, please reach out to myself, Kevin, Belly Up itself, Mark, and we'll direct you to the proper uh, channels to get yourself heard. Of course we love getting new people, especially in the podcast network, because you know it's a, we're a big growing family, and of course me and my boy Rattlesnake being the two heads of the family, we want to make sure everyone else gets involved. Um Should we drop our Twitter so they can reach out to us? Oh yeah. Um mine is uh belly up Jared. Kevin, what's yours? Uh Langles ninety six. You should be changing that at this point. You're so belly up, it's you're almost more belly up than I am sometimes. Alright, I'll make a new one. No, just change it to belly up Kevin yeah i might just
1: make a new one
0: you're so fucking lame all right um you're gonna call me lazy i was like that's it's more work to make a new one you're fucking lazy and lame but you're one of my closest friends so i will tell you that over a podcast your face even though i can't see you um it's probably a good thing uh second up wants to see me (laughs) second up (laughs) um we're we're not gonna go down that road today bud. come on okay that's good Second up. Of course, last week we I and mean, when we were me and Kevin, of course, were talking about Anthony Davis big lunch with uh the brass over at the Pelicans. Rich Paul, of course, came out and said, Yeah, we're not playing here. Pelicans are now listening to offers. I still think New York is the odds on favor. If we were taking Vegas odds, I put them at two to one. Um then it'd probably be LA at no probably Boston at like eight to one. Please no. And then L. A. at fifty to one, and everyone's like, well, "Jared, why L. A. fifty one?" Because when the Southern owner of the Pelicans, Gail Benton, literally says, "I will trade Anthony Davis to L. A. over my dead body," I pretty much believe her. Okay, Ryan, uh, uh, uh what, what's the guy? Um, Griffin, David Griffin. Sorry, I said Ryan Griffin. David Griffin. The GM of the Pelicans may be shot if he ch- even attempts to trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers. The hatred I wonder, of I wonder what would upset
1: the South more: trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers or trading him just to Boston. I think the South Lakers
0: is because cool. the Boston really has no beef with the Pelicans. Oh, with the Pelicans, yeah. I just meant the South in general. Well, the South is just his own confusing place. I mean, I saw a funnier diet. Um, Commercial that essentially was a whole spoof about Alabama's current political landscape. And the sad thing is, it was so funny and so terrible, it was almost realistic. So that should just tell you everything you need to know about the South right now, especially Alabama. I lived there for four years. Yeah, you know how backwards that place is. The parts of it are nice. Yeah, nice looking, not nice as in the
1: people. I mean, Tuscaloosa, no, they're all nice. We're white guys, Jared. They're nice to us.
0: <laughs> and that tells you all I need to know, folks. Um, Next up, uh, speaking of the South, uh, Carolina getting a go, getting a defensive tackle from a, a rival NFC South team, Gerald McCoy, of course, signing a deal with them. I believe it was Sunday or Saturday they signed the deal. It was the weekend. It was somewhere over the weekend, it's but yeah, I point. saw. Oh yeah, no, I was driving. It was Saturday. Oh yeah, Gerald McCoy. Of Don't use your now, phone and drive, people. Yeah, use use your phone and drive. It's a, it's a great habit to get into, especially the woman who I was behind yesterday on I eighty four in Connecticut, who literally swerved in between both lanes four times before I passed her, probably putting about eighty five on the on the dial, and then she proceeded to flash her high beams at me. Hey, Lately, she I might hope, not have been on her phone. She might have been drunk. Um, no, I saw her looking down at a white. I literally drove by. I saw her looking like straight down at a white light. So unless it been both. Unless the alcohol bottle lit up like a Christmas tree, I think it was their phone. Hey, I think I speak for everyone. When
1: a cutie matches with you on Tinder, Jared, you got to open that right away.
0: Dude, she was like some 50-year-old woman, and she just decided to – in some beat-up Lexus, she tried to throw her high beams on me. I'm like, lady, stop. All right, anyway.
1: She texts and drives a lot, I guess.
0: Yeah, Gerald McCoy, Panthers. I love the move. It beefs up their interior rush, and of course, defensive. I'm um, I'm one of those guys who's build out, build from the inside out, uh, for the team. I still think the Panthers are going to be a nine and seven team. They're going to be right around average. Maybe have a shot a wild card because Atlanta is better than Carolina, and New Orleans is better than Carolina. So there you go. Um, next up on the docket, of course, talking to NBA Finals. Mr. Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike over their claw logo that they had on his Jordans for a while. Um, I like the move because Kawhi clearly doesn't like the fact that they still own a logo with his namesake on it. So he also I'm all for this it. one. What? He says he was
1: one of the key contributors in making the design and designing it. So he's claiming it's also his
0: intellectual property. Which I hey, listen, man, go for it. I- I'm taking on the big guy. I'm all for like David taking on Goliath uh finance wise. He's of course, they, uh, Kyrie's of course moved on to New Balance. By the way, his New Balance sneakers are pretty dope. I might buy a pair. Like, I was gonna say of- that that might be the most surprising
1: thing about this season: the fact that New Balance's shoes they made for Kawhi are nice.
0: Oh my god, yeah! Like those are, I actually might buy. Apparently, they're like super lightweight and they're high tops. I'll be like, yo, you got my, you got Adidas take on uh, New Balance take my money. I, I refused to buy Adidas. Like, I, I literally was in uh, TJ uh, Marshall the other day. I found a pair of uh, the Boston Marathon Edition uh, Micro Boost Runners. And I was like, 50 bucks? No, nah, I'm going to drop 160 on a pair of VaporMaxes instead. F you, Adidas. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's that's what happens. But, I mean, I'm just – I'm I'm loyal to my brand until to to I go down. But, yeah, no, I'm all for – I am one, not those. loyal to Nike because they weren't loyal to me. Eh, whatever. Um – I'm all off this. Go for Kawhi. Uh, Last NBA Finals note uh, Clay Thompson questionable with a hamstring strain for game three. Of course, Kevin Durant is out. Uh, It was announced earlier today as well. So, Toronto does not win this one. It's over (laughs) because Kevin will be back for game four. Clay will probably be healthy if he doesn't play too much for game four and it'll just be over, like, it, the series will be just done. I, I they, This is a not a must-win, but it's like I would really not, if I'm Toronto, want to be down 2-1 to the Warriors with Kevin Durant coming back. I think it's over after last night because they didn't have KD. Boogie was gassed. Klay
1: Thompson was after, like, half the game. I think it's over after the loss last night. Well, the
0: problem is the Raptors played like shit. It wasn't like the Raptors played their best game and the the and they still got smoked. The Raptors played like hot garbage and lost. I'd be more upset and more worried if they played like hot hot garbage. But the thing is they didn't play they actually had a decent they they all played like they played like shit and they got sm- and they only lost by 7 with injuries. Honestly, I am not as down on Toronto is everyone is like I, I, li- I had to listen to Colin Coward for an hour yesterday. Oh, oh, the series is over. Toronto's uh, not as good as uh, you know, not as good as Golden State. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. But
1: I think, I think by game six or if there's a game seven, I think at that point, Kawhi is going to be gassed. He's been playing 40 plus minutes a night.
0: Yeah, I know the whole playoffs. Well, the thing is, also, I think Toronto needs to be like, all right. Kawhi, we're going to give you a max, but, like, we got to drop, like, one guy and go get another – go get some help for him. You should because... trade Lowry. Oh, yeah. Dump Lowry. Send him to – um, oh, send him to LA. Oh, he'll fit in right away with LeBron. I would not hate that move. I just don't think they'd get enough back. They wouldn't. I mean, but, hell, you get Kuzma, Lonzo, and uh, – uh, what's it called? Ingram, and that's a lot of depth. To go with him and Kawhi. I don't think they'd get that much. I think they get – the Lakers to
1: be like, all right, you can
0: have one of these guys. Yeah, and maybe our – you maybe get – um, yeah, you get, I, I say, yeah, I kind of up. All right, anyway. <sighs> that about – oh, last but not least, uh, sad news. Andrew McCutcheon, who's kind of had a solid, okay season for uh, the Phillies this year. Uh, off the season, torn ACL. Sorry to see uh, for McCutcheon. You know, one of the good guys of baseball. Uh, next up, it's Kevin. It's time for stay or bail. Lit. I'm excited. All right. So first up, um, it was reported yesterday that uh, Bill Plasky, another writer by the name of McMiniman, who are both very in touch with the Lakers, his report on The Herd and a bunch of other shows, that if the Lakers do not improve their roster by getting a tier one star and they kind of fumble free agency or get a trade, LeBron wants out. Now, do you stay or bail on this whole LeBron wants out theory? Because I've heard it from – because I heard like four different opinions today. Listen to the radio. I heard LeVar Ball was like, no, LeBron ain't leaving. I heard Colin Coward was starting to buy it. Doug Gottlieb was like, no, nah, he ain't leaving. Also, Doug Gottlieb, even knows the crap out of me, I want his job because he sucks. Doug Gottlieb sucks, and honestly, I want his job. Because if, if Doug Gottlieb can have a job at Fox Sports 1, I could get a job at Fox Sports 1. Like, his opinions are hot garbage shit. So, Doug Gottlieb, if you hear that, I will come on your show and argue the fuck out of you on Twitter. It's fine. Um, I have no respect for you. Cowards, a thousand times better. Um, There's a reason, uh, speak for yourself, that duct tape of a show t- is televised and yours is not. Uh, anyway, as a take, we're repeated shots uh one of the few Fox employees I do not like. Um, I, I just, I just think his cakes are garbage, but it, honestly, Kevin, where are you leaning on this? Are you staying on LeBron, staying with the Lakers, or are you bailing like LeBron would if they fuck up for agency, which is, there's a good chance they might, because Jimmy Butler essentially got offered, is essentially going to get offered a max extension in the offseason. Oh, that's, I, I'm bailing like LeBron will, but with a,
1: caveat i'm i don't think that lebron's 100 percent going to leave if they mess up free agency or don't get a good trade or mess up the draft i think this is the kind of thing i can see lebron saying telling someone to get it to the media so genie boss and the lakers hear it going like hey if they mess up this offseason i'm fucking out to scare them into making sure that they spend money they trade the young guys to get some top talent now I don't think he'll actually leave. I think he's trying to put the fear of God into the Lakers' front office because if
0: he goes, the Lakers are screwed for the next five, ten years. All right. I'm going to actually propose a counterpoint to this because I'm bailing as well, but I have a different counterpoint. LeBron leaves. So let's say um, LeBron forces the Lakers' hand here. I think this is all true because, honestly, if I'm LeBron, I don't want my career going down like this. I can't miss the playoffs twice.
1: I think another thing, though, is – Or be a first-round exit. LeBron doesn't care about the NBA anymore that much. Well, here's the other thing. He cares about being in movies. So he's
0: gonna stay in LA. Um big market team goes, Oh, we will throw you X amount of prospects in the draft pick for LeBron. LeBron sees what market it is. I'm not saying maybe it's a Brooklyn, New York, a Miami, whatever. And they're back like to Miami. That'd be awesome. Honestly, I would start re- I would start not hating LeBron again if he went back to Miami. My- I actually like Le- Miami LeBron. Dwayne Wade comes out of retirement. Chris <laughs> no, Bosch Dwayne Wade comes with out with a mechanical
1: heart. Comes out onto the court. Oh, it'd be beautiful.
0: No, Chris Bosch is like some humanoid raptor hybrid walking onto the court. <laughs> but um, heart comes yeah, no. out halfway through his first game. <laughs> Jesus, that's so fucked up. Um, but like Wade comes out as an assistant coach. But no, I mean honestly though, I could see that happening in a team with a lot of prospects, like a Boston or a Brooklyn or a New York. It's like. Hey, LA, we'll give you a ton of draft. We'll give you our draft pick plus a ton of young guys in pieces, and you can do what you will with them. And the Lakers start over. Boston. I mean, financially, Sign, it's going to yeah. kill them for a year or two. But the LeBron experiment so far has failed.
1: If Kyrie sells, tells the front office, tells Danny Ainge, like, "Hey, I want to go to LA to play with LeBron." So let's go. Okay, we'll trade you to LA if you sign with us, so we can get something in return. Kyrie agrees. Danny Ainge trades him for LeBron.
0: Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. I'm telling you that right now. He bought a property in Orange, New Jersey. He's from that area. He grew up. He grew up loving like the whole Brooklyn. The, he, Kyrie grew up Brooklyn.
1: in Washington, though, and that
0: people were like, "Oh, he's gonna sign in with the Wizards." but Katie well, yeah. and Kyrie are also different animals. That's true. Kyrie is crazy but understandable. Kevin Durant's just a basket case, but he's not crazy. He's just very, like, sensitive. KD might be one of the softest people to ever play a, play a professional sport also. He, he's he's the softest
1: person with a killer instinct I've ever seen him life. Oh, I I don't mean on the court. Like, off the court, he's the softest individual I've ever met. Ever met? Or ever. Yeah, I, I'm good friends with him, actually. We hang out. I text him a lot like
0: Chris Broussard does. <laughs> I could so see you being a Crisper Star type later in life. Uh, please don't say that. <laughs> you're you and Crisper Star at the same height though. It works. He's a munchkin like you are. Hey, I'm <laughs> taller
1: than I'm the same height as Lionel Messi. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even I'm not even six foot. I'm like five eleven and a half. So I'm like a half an inch away. on Kendall, you're six feet. I should actually try that. <laughs> Watch. I simple. get instantly like eight swipes left, and I'm like, you're on safe. I'm like, I'm 5'11 and change. You really want to split hairs here? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're both bailing on LeBron leaving. I, I just – like if something – if there's smoke – I'm going to buy into the old adage. If there's smoke, there's fire. If somebody wants something leaked, they want something leaked. There's some f- facts behind it. The only – unless it's utterly ridiculous. Like, the whole Kyrie to the Lakers thing is utterly ridiculous. There's no fact behind that. Ka- Kyrie would look so horrible, respect-wise, if he went to L.A. L.A.'s got a shot because they are the Lakers, but the favorite is Brooklyn, and the second favorite is New York, and the third favorite is the Clippers. But that's – and then there's the Lakers at fourth because they get a meeting just because they're the Lakers. But uh, third topic – uh, my boy, my favorite basketball player and fellow Eagles fan, Mr. Carl D. Towns was seen on Instagram uh, throwing a little recruiting pitch to D'Angelo Russell. So, Kevin, the question is, if Big Cat, if Big Cat is successful and D'Lo signs a monster contract with a very salary cap open Minnesota Timberwolves, would you buy that there are possible like low um hot like a lower seed uh, Western Conference playoff team? With Cat uh, Wiggins and D'Lo. Before I give my answer, I need a list
1: of all the players on the Timberwolves with wives, fiancées, and girlfriends. Because if any of their important players are on that list, then they are getting bounced in the first round,
0: <laughs> or we're not even making the playoffs. Because D'Lo will rat you on them. Really, un- yo, that's like D'Lo before he we went to Brooklyn. Actually, grew up a little bit and actually became like a, a bona fide stud in the court. I just, you know what? It's also Swaggy P, and Swaggy P is a. Fucking idiot! Well, I have no. I'm not saying because it's. I'm not like. Oh,
1: I have the utmost respect. Respect for a man who calls himself Swaggy Pete. No, it's just like I. I think that there's still that's going to be in the back of everyone's minds.
0: So I think. I mean, I don't even remember. I didn't even think about it until you brought that up. Well, so that was four, you know, it was four years ago. Smarter. That was four years ago, and the guy's become an all-star and essentially resurrected what was a dead franchise for the last like five years.
1: Yeah. No. Also, I'm kidding. I think if, if D-Lo comes, that would be a big upgrade at the point guard position because Jack Teague is trash.
0: And Tyus Jones shouldn't even be in the NBA. See, this dude looks like a leprechaun. Tyus <laughs> Jones looks like a troll doll. Him and his brother are just – and I, I'm not the best-looking dude on the planet, but oh my god, those are some ugly looking motherfuckers. No, you're second. Wow.
1: Um. No, but – so if – they can
0: get Andrew Wiggins to stop taking twenty shots a game. They might bench him and like have Robert Covington start, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Covington's a better defender and a better shooter. Yeah. If, and then have Wiggins humble himself a little bit. It's like, dude, you were a number one overall pick, but you fucked it up because after your first year, you're like you got comfortable, and and then got all a basket Casey when you your boy Zach Levine got traded, and then even more basket Casey when Jimmy Butler put the and entire Timberwolves you know, bullied him into submission he did. Yeah, well, Jim Butler literally put them all into a locker. So, Well, here's the thing. Like, this kind of says more about Towns than it does Wiggins because the second Thibodeau left, Towns averaged like 45 a game for like a month. It was insane. So he was like on a scoring rampage, and it was just like, oh. Well, also, Towns is just a better player. Yeah, Towns is a top tw- – Towns is a top 15 talent, but he's a top 25 player because, you know – He's immature and young, and he's got to get a star with him. If he gets D'Lo with him, he's going to be even better next year. Get D'Lo and trade Wiggins. Problem solved. Get D'Lo and trade Wiggins for a Bradley Beal. Uh, I'll pay money. They'll probably have
1: to package a pick for that, but I would do it because then they can get into the playoffs as a sixth seed, maybe in a fifth seed, depending on. Because
0: imagine the three-point barrage that Covington, Beal, and D'Lo would fire from three. It'd be incredible. (laughs) That would be just, like, a barrage of shooting. And you have ta- then you have uh, town Sarich, and uh, Taj Gibson just assaulting the lane. Sarich uh, is a
1: decent three-point shooter. He was in the past.
0: Well, you know what the thing is? Like, I I feel like we- – and, oh, of course, my boy, Mr. Nonstop Josh Akogi, who literally dunks on anybody he can lay eyes on. But – because he just is, like, an energizer bunny with, like, hops. He just doesn't stop jumping. But – I don't know if I want to trade uh, Wiggins, but I could definitely see Minnesota making like trying to like send their 11 pick over for like a, a shooter like Beal if they can get a DLO because that just makes them a contender. Apparently, this is all like stuff I've read on Timberwolves rumors and stuff like that, uh, Bleach Report. So don't call me homerish. I just like the fact that Cat and DLO are boys and Cat's reaching out to him be like, come on, DLO, come to Minnesota. I mean, clearly DLO is not about like being the glamour. Because I mean, come on, Brooklyn's not even the biggest. Like Brooklyn's not even the biggest basketball team in its own city. You go to Minnesota, the Timberwolves, Vikings, and Wild and Twins. Like it's them. There's nobody else out there. So they get. And honestly, if Jimmy, it's not. And Ryan Saunders is a good head coach. I could see it happening. So I'm I'm staying. I'm I'm staying on this. I could see Minnesota getting this. I can see him with D'Lo Wiggins and Towns, they could be like a six or seven seed. Also, if Delo goes there, no matter what he does, he
1: will not be the most hated player in Minnesota because that will be Kirk Cousins.
0: Amen. No pressure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Kirk, you'd have he D'Lo would have to ask for everything, and then they'd have to trade Towns, Wiggins, and Robert Covington, and probably like Tyus jo- um and Tyus Jones just to even like get like even close to how much people, like, hate Kirk Cousins because that man robbed the Vikings of money.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, he he would should have be to, in
0: jail for how much you robbed them. I don't think it's possible, though, because if the uh, if the Timberwolves had
1: way less cap space and D'Lo was like, I want the max. I will come there if you give me the max, and I will ignore all the teams. And they start trading assets, and then after like, all right, we have enough money. Then D'Lo went,
0: actually, you know, I'm just going to re with Brooklyn. Then I think Cat yeah, would actually, like, I think Cat would, like, go on some, like, Black Ops mission to come after him. Because for some reason, thank Jesus, Carl Anthony Towns is playing for the Timberwolves. I cannot figure out why. I, 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 maybe it's... I, Minnesota's beautiful weather? <laughs> also maybe because he's got uh Kevin Garnett, one of his childhood heroes, in his ear 24-7. Which I kind of love that, because maybe he'll make him a little more psychotic like Kevin Garnett is. Carl Anthony Towns also was so lucky that Kevin Garnett was on his team
1: when he came into the league. yeah because KG loved just
0: being a dick to rookies <laughs> but like cat yeah i know Is the best part is like like now KG's just like this interview guy over on TNT and he's still like talk you know i just it, it's a it's a, i'd rather be a Timberwolves fan than be a Magic fan right now or any of like those teams that like barely made the playoffs but about to lose all the, all the Charlotte who's about to lose their starting player star players all right last but not least Very short podcast today, but OBJ and Le'Veon report to uh, mandatory minicamp today. There was all this horrible, all this crazy shit about, they need to be at OTAs, and oh oh, god. I don't care.
1: It's the dumbest shit ever.
0: OBJ specializes in chaos in the media. Le'Veon doesn't give a shit. Le'Veon's probably the second best running back or third best running back in football. OBJ is the top five wide receiver. Baker Mayfield couldn't give two shits if he's there. As long as he's there for the mandatory stuff, he couldn't care less. Um, I'm like, making oh. a big deal of this. I am stan- I'm bailing on the whole thing. This is a big deal. I think the Bronzes are still going to go 9-7, and 10-6. They're going to be in a dogfight with the uh, Steelers for the North. The Jets are going to be a 9-7 and seven team that's going to just miss the playoffs, and they're probably going to make it next year. Any receiving help for Sam Darnold, and that team is loaded, but they have no receivers. So, but, and this is also based on the fact that Sam Darnold actually is the player that Colin Cowherd has been promising the world for the past two years. I'm still not sold. I honestly rather have Josh Allen because at least he's more entertaining. But that's it for me. I'm I'm bailing on that on that whole thing. that it's a big deal that they're they're finally getting there. I'm like, it's man, mandator, it's it's mandatory. They have to be there, and it, it's not going to change the whole concept. Yeah, I I don't see the big deal. They are voluntary. OBJ
1: also is notorious for not going to these, but he knows what he has to do to get in shape and be in shape. The media blew it out of proportion, and honestly, OBJ was probably just like, hey, Freddie, I'm not going to come to OTAs. I I know what I have to do, though. I'm going to come to mandatory stuff and be ready to go. OBJ is a superstar.
0: There's I mean, all, Freddie, Freddie Kitchens, as a rookie head coach, probably didn't endear himself when he said, like, oh, he missed the offense. But it's like, yeah, but training camp hasn't even started yet. Mandatory camp is happening. Learning an offense as a wide receiver probably is not – it's not like he's a quarterback. It's, you know, just like, you know, it's, it's going to be a couple weeks of studying, but by the time training camp starts, it's not going to be like you missed a beat. I, yeah, I think it's hard. It's it's he put himself up against the curb, but it's not like he missed the first five weeks of training camp like a certain safety for the Philadelphia Eagles is doing right now, which is really ticking me off because he's old. I get he gets a new contract, but he's old. We're not gonna name names right now. But um yeah. I'm all about OBJ and Le'Veon. Just, you know, get there. You're superstars, you're big guys on the team. Don't worry about it. I love. OB- I'm so hype on. O- I'm all on the OBJ train now. That he's out in New York, so uh, I'm rooting for the guy, and I-, I love this. I really do. So, I'm. I'm of course bailing on this whole thing.
1: Yeah. No. It, it's a stupid. It's it's a non-story, or it should be. Yeah.
0: It, it's it should barely even be a story. Um, folks. Uh, last call. It's gonna be an interesting one today. So let's kick that smooth jazz. Um, of course we're coming into that dead zone part of the summer, but you know, once the NBA Finals ends in about a week or two, we're gonna have, you know, about a three week gap where it's nothing but baseball and NBA offseason stuff. Because the NBA offseason starts July, The draft's the end of June, and then the uh. You know, free agency starts July 5th or 4th or whatever. Anyway, I'm excited. I really truly am. It's going to be a great offseason. It's going to be a fun time for the uh, sports. I mean, we're going to probably take about a week or two break going forward. But the, this NBA offseason is going to change a lot. <clears throat> Everyone's like, oh, the one thing about the NFL, we talked about the lockout last week. I think the NFL realizes there's so much money at stake if they go into lockout. It's going to happen what happened um, in Ken rookie year. I think it was 2010 or 11. 11. <coughs> yeah, 11, where they were like in half a lockout for about an hour and they're like, oh, we're missing training camp. We've got to get back. We're missing money. There's too much money at stake with the NFL. It's not going to happen. But the NBA, it's going to be interesting this offseason because we could see multiple stars get moved. D'Lo, D'Lo, I say, here's some B-level stars for you: D-Lo, Kemba, Cousins. Then you have the top-level guys, of course, Kevin Durant, um, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler. But you also could see even the possibility, and I doubt this is going to happen. We talked this before. Even like a guy like LeBron, you don't remember what's going to happen in the NBA offseason. Remember, three years ago, we thought Kevin Durant was just going to re- go to Wash, go to the Wizards, or resign with Oklahoma City, and they signed with the Warriors a team that no a bitch alright I'm gonna ignore that comment by Kevin um so it's gonna be interesting offseason I think this could be the year where we start to see the whole super team dynamic start to slowly fade away because you could see Kevin alright let's just throw a scenario out there um Boogie goes to the Lakers but Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks with Anthony Davis, who's traded there, Kawhi stays in Toronto. Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn grabs Vucevic. Then you have Jimmy Butler staying in Philly. Philly sending Tobias Harris somewhere else, or Tobias Harris on somewhere else. D'Lo goes to Minnesota. Um, maybe, maybe. Um, actually, you no. Know, maybe like um, Tobias Harris goes to Portland, or you know. And then you're looking, oh, it's like LeBron wants to get traded. And then you have the Warriors who are just down to their normal three. Maybe they piss off Clay, and Clay's go somewhere else. It's going to be so interesting seeing going forward. And I want everyone to think about this for a second. We could see the end of this whole buddy-buddy super team bullshit that's been going on for four or five years. The LeBron start with the decision. And, I mean, we might see the the freaking Rockets get blown up because Daryl Morey's like, this isn't working. We got to start changing shit. So, folks, sports never stops. It's what's great. We have the w- Midsummer Classic. We'll be right after – we'll be like a week after uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. We, of course, we, me and Kevin were talking about this. We have uh, also brought up with the other members of the Corner Booth as we are a multi-member group. Now, it's not just me and Mark anymore. It's me, Kevin, our friend David. Uh, our boy Jack O'Hara comes in a lot he's kind of our Doug Gottlieb to my Colin Cowherd yes do it's you high hate him then well well essentially Mark Riley is my uh, Joy Taylor so <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that but uh, essentially we're gonna have a bunch of co-hosts we're gonna have a bunch of guys come in to do segments talk about it at the corner booth we kind of want to make it like one of the big guy, big boys you know of course Rattlesnake's got his old chair and crew we're the Corner Booth crew. We love both. It's kind of like a belly up trying to build a podcast brand. But that's about it. I'm rambling. So I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Deuces. Bye. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your hosts on Twitter at Belly up Jared and at Mark Riley.